Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of From No Crypto to No Crypto. I'm your host, the Crypto Coach, Blockchain Wayne. Today we're joined by Corey with Stably. Corey, thanks for joining us again, man. It's a pleasure to have you on. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Absolutely, man. You and I have done quite a few of these interviews over the years. Um, you know, from last, you know, bear market in what was that, 2019, 2020? Um, yeah, two two and bear he, markets so far. <laughs> yeah, yeah, survived them both, right? <laughs> are surviving every day <laughs> absolutely man so we may have some new listeners people that don't don't know about stably and what you guys are doing there uh, but before we jump into stably man tell everybody a little bit about kind of your background uh, what you did prior to getting in this space and uh, what got you into this um, yeah sure so uh, hey everyone my name is Corey I'm the CEO and co-founder of stably uh, stably is based here in Seattle we provide stablecoin payment services but uh, uh, as Wayne has mentioned, I can, uh, I guess, start with an intro uh, about myself. So, um, uh, where do I start? I guess uh, I, uh, I came to the U.S. Uh, when I was little, when I was uh, 12, from Vietnam. Uh, I grew up in Vietnam, but I've been living and studying in the U.S. ever since. Uh, I, uh, we, our family settled in Seattle, and I went to the University of Washington, got a uh, finance and marketing degree uh, in 2014. Um, and I, I remember when I was in school, I was still working as a bank teller. That's pretty much my uh, foray into the financial world. And from there, I actually, you know, kind of moved up the ring and became eventually a uh, personal banker at a, you know, at just a retail Bank of America branch. Uh, eventually, I got, you know, bored of that, uh, and I uh, decided to learn how to code and became a uh, investment analyst and then a data analyst at PitchBook which is a uh, venture capital and private equity research uh, data firm. Uh, so I started working there in 2017. Um, that was also when I started trading uh, crypto very actively. Uh, before that, I was already trading uh, stocks, ETFs, uh, things like that using um, you know, um, homemade algorithms, basically, homemade uh, trading algorithms and was doing pretty decent with that, and that's actually how I uh, met David, my co-founder at Stably. Uh, we met at a meetup for algorithmic trading uh, outside of work. He was working at Amazon as a software engineer, and I was working at PitchBook as a data analyst. Um, and we just happened to trade together on the side, uh, and we met up through, uh, you know, met each other through a meetup. And um, yeah, uh, 2017 did pretty well with crypto trading. Um, and which gave us kind of like, you know, both me and David a little bit of money to uh, be brave enough to quit our jobs and go full time into crypto. And we had a very basic idea of creating a uh, uh, stable coin that's more trustworthy, transparent and uh, competitive than uh, the only stable coin in the world at that time, which was Tether. And so we wrote a white paper. Uh, we went to, you know, find investors uh, at the beginning of 20, 2018. Uh, for this idea and by by uh, April of uh, 2018 we uh, managed to put together a small seed round of $500,000 uh, led by 500 startups and uh, BNEX ventures um, and you know the rest from there was pretty much history right that's how the company was started um, so I guess um, now moving on to the you know background of the company uh, since 28, our 2018 seed round, uh, we have developed, within eight months of that, we developed 
and launched the uh, USDS stablecoin, which is a US dollar stablecoin that is backed by one-to-one by bank deposits uh, held in a trust account that we set up with Prime Trust, a regulated custodian. So we'll talk more about Prime Trust in a little yeah, bit. Yeah, but, we will. Um, but yeah, we started working with Prime Trust back in 2018. Every, everything was fine back then. Uh, they were the sponsor or regulated issuer of our stablecoin too. So we had full regulatory compliance coverage under their licensing. Uh, and we went to market at the end of um, uh, 2018 uh, or early 2019. Um, and within you know a couple months of uh, going live, uh, we managed to actually list USDS on Bittrex which is a uh, major crypto exchange back in the day. They're, you know, uh, not mm-hmm. functional anymore at this point, but- They were a big one, yeah. Yeah, they were one of the big ones back in the day. Uh, so we got listed uh, on Bittrex. Uh, we, we launched USDS on the Ethereum blockchain and we got it listed on Bittrex. And then Binance reached out to us and Binance wanted to list USDS as the fifth stablecoin on the Binance exchange at the time. So, you know, it, w- it was the biggest uh, exchange in the world already. And mm-hmm. there were only uh, four other stable coins, which is USDC, Paxos, uh, TrueUSD, and Tether, right? And so we got the opportunity to become the fifth one to list on Binance, which we did uh, in February of uh, 2019. And thanks to that, we got a lot of, you know, uh, we got our name out finally, got a lot of positive momentum and, um, uh, managed to raise additional funding, a couple more million dollars since then, uh, in order to uh, continue growing the project. Uh, within about you know uh, ten months or less than ten months of listing on Binance, however, we faced really uh, hard, uh, tough competition from USDC and USDT, as well as Paxos and other stable coins that were on there. Uh, basically, they had a lot more liquidity than we did. Uh, in terms of you know the amount of capital that they have raised and support that they got from market makers, right? We were a much, uh, much smaller and less well-funded project, and so um, their liquidity, uh, you know, their spreads uh, on trading exchanges, which is better than uh, USDS spreads uh, on these trading pairs. Uh, and in addition to that, a lot of these uh, stablecoin issuers were giving out uh, discounts to market makers. Mm-hmm in order to uh, incentivize them to, you know, distribute their stable coins. So, you know, market makers could come and buy like, you know, maybe one USDC or or one Paxos for, or one Gemini US dollar for, you know, uh, 98 cents or 99 cents on the dollar. And, you know, so that's basically a one or 2% discount, which is basically profit, right, to the market yeah. maker. And, but the market makers have to agree to not redeem these stable coins for a while. And so what they did is they went and looked for other stable coins that did not have a redemption, a similar redemption policy, and they traded into those. Ours were, you know, were one of those stable coins. So, you know, mm-hmm. uh, effectively we became an off ramp for a lot of these other stable coins that had a lot more funding that could offer these discount program, which we didn't have, right? And so now we were at a disadvantage. And so after we list on Binance and maintain you know, uh, our own liquidity and hire our own market makers to uh, have a presence for about you know, a year, we decided to delist uh, from Binance because mm-hmm. it wasn't basically growing and worth our time to keep uh, USDS on Binance anymore. Uh, and that was in uh, early 2020. Um, and in 2020, we started pivoting our business mm-hmm. from 
just running our own brand of stablecoin to providing stablecoin as a service because this is when you know um, uh, basically uh, if you remember Libra which was the uh, stablecoin project from late uh, from Facebook back yeah. in the day uh, they wanted to uh, you know create a, a stablecoin called Libra as you remember and you know due to a lot of regulatory scrutiny uh, that project eventually did not take off. However, yeah. uh, that gave us kind of like the idea, right? Like, hey, if Facebook is doing this, then perhaps other major brands and businesses will look into, cre uh, you know, issuing their own branded stablecoin as well, yeah. right? So part of the uh, vision for pivoting um, stably from running just USDS as our, own, as our own brand to doing stablecoins as a service is, you know, we're gonna now go out and power uh, stable coins as a service for other uh, brands and businesses, uh, mm -hmm. in addition to just ourselves, right? And so, so that's all we started doing uh, since twenty, ever since you know uh, twenty twenty until now for three years mm -hmm. now, and it has actually been uh, you know really good business. Um, the first two years in twenty twenty one and twenty twenty two. Uh, we actually did about one and a half million dollar in total revenue from stablecoin as a service each year, right? And uh, it, uh, you know, for, from a, working with a wide variety of clients, ranging from, uh, you know, Stellar, Tezos, uh, Harmony, VeChain, Chia Networks, etc., right? And providing basic stablecoin infrastructure to these blockchains, which you know otherwise they wouldn't have because. Uh, they're emerging blockchains, and uh -huh. USDC, USDT typically won't expand uh, their stablecoins to these newer emerging blockchains. And so that's, you know, that's kind of like a unique space that we found ourselves in that we kind of went into, and you know, providing either USDS or white labeling USDS as you know a, a customized uh, stablecoins for these ecosystems, and. Yeah, um, so we've been doing pretty well uh, on that front, and we also launched uh, Stately Ramp, mm -hmm. which is a fiat on and off ramp uh, that allows you to onboard from basically you know um, uh, a lot of uh, U.S. states as well as more than 170 plus uh, other countries and regions to buy, sell, or swap stable coins and digital assets using traditional payment methods like bank transfers, uh, cards. Mm -hmm wires, etc. Right. Um, and that has been doing really well. Uh, ever since we launched that product in 2021, uh, we have uh, processed more than a hundred million dollar in uh, total uh, in gross transaction volume in GTV. And, you know, so that that has been pretty successful as well. So uh, up until the beginning of this year, everything was going great, right? Everything was going amazing uh we were growing our stable coin as a service division we were generating more revenue there and we were also growing our uh, transaction volume from stable ram uh, despite you know uh the uh bear market that was uh, ongoing since last year we were you know relatively unscathed since you know the uh like in 2021 you had the terra collapse and then you had the uh you know, uh, Luna collapsed in 2022, and then FTX and all that stuff, right? Celsius network yeah. and everything. So, uh, and then even Circle earlier this year, you know, had an issue with Silicon Valley Bank and all that. So, you know, mm. everybody had a bunch of issues except Stably all the way until June of this year that something finally, yeah. something finally happened, which is, uh, 
which was completely unexpected as well. Um, uh, Prime Trust, our regulated custodian that I mentioned earlier, uh, we've been working with them again since 2018, right? Um, they uh, they were put into receivership in June by the uh, Nevada state regulators, mm-hmm. uh, and eventually a month later, uh, filing bankruptcy uh, because they had basically, allegedly they had been mishandling uh, customer funds, mm-hmm. and you know we were actually uh, now because they're the ongoing bankruptcy proceedings uh, and we're part of the uh, unsecured creditor committee. Uh, We're serving on there as a member in order to work with all the other relevant parties to figure out how to return customer funds in a timely and fairly manner, right? So Mm -hmm. um, we have a lot of details into this, so, but you know, there's a lot of things that we can't disclose publicly. Uh, All I I can say is, you know, uh, the uh, past, ma- the previous management at Prime Trust um, uh, had a uh, wallet address that they no longer had access to, and however, they continue to allow customer funds to be deposited into this Oof. wallet address, and that that was going on around you know the 2021-2022 period, and you know when. By the time that they had uncovered this, it had you know the uh, the unrecoverable amount of crypto that had been sent in again from customers into that address. It had comes out to like tens of millions, right, of dollar Whoa. worth of crypto. Ouch. And instead of you know coming clean about it and uh, admitting to everyone that oh sh- hey guys we we messed up right uh, sorry that you know we used the wrong wallet address, Prime Trust decided to not tell anyone about it. And you know, quietly try to fundraise additional money and use fiat money, other customers' fiat money to cover that hole. Uh-huh. And so now there was you know a shortfall, a shortfall between you know uh, uh, of the capital at Prime Trust, right? So, right. so that you know, coupled with the bear market and Prime Trust unable to raise additional capital, finally in June of this year, they were put into receivership and filed bankruptcy uh, in, uh, with the Nevada regulators. I think they filed bankruptcy in Delaware, though. But yeah, um, you know, to us, it was basically a shock because, you know, uh, first of all, we never imagined, you know, a licensed, fully regulated and licensed, uh, you know, um, trust company uh, slash SEC qualified custodian to yeah. uh, you know to have something like this happen to them um, like you know it was I mean it was a potential risk that could happen but you know in I guess in our business planning we haven't you know anticipated for that to, to take place last year and so or this year and so you know we had to scramble for a three months period uh, trying to find a different um, funds processors, uh, a new regulate partner to part, mm-hmm. uh, to work with. And um, all the existing products and services at Stably were basically uh, offline for the time being. Uh, and this was basically starting at the end, of, uh, toward the last week, the end of June, right? Yeah. After the trust uh, shut down. And um, after, uh, after we uh, went out and trying to find a, a new partner, we eventually discover Bridge.xyz, which is a uh, fiat to stablecoin orchestration API service that we have integrated with uh, successfully a couple months ago. 
in order to um, efficiently move funds between fiat and stable coins, customer funds from fiat to, yeah. uh, to stable coins compliantly. And so thanks to uh, working together with Bridge, uh, it, uh, as well as integrating with Checkout.com, uh, a payment processing partner uh, that now nice. give us card and uh, ACH uh, capabilities, uh, we were able to restore uh, two-thirds of our fiat payment capabilities by uh, by quarter four, right? So between June and October, it took us basically uh, four months to uh, you know rebuild our entire business and infrastructure and get back online with a you know with a new partner, right? And so yeah. um, it was you know it was a um, really hunker down and super focused you know four months during the summer. Uh, in order to, you know, uh, quickly restore our services and, you know, bring our business back online, right? And because every, you know, every day, every month is, every week is precious, right? So yeah. can't wait forever. And, you know, when we did uh, go back online, um, even though we had only, you know, half of our previous capabilities, Stably Ram has been generating uh, volume again. And while we were still offline in quarter three, we actually managed to, uh, close two new clients uh, for stable coins of service. So despite what had happened with Prime Trust, you know, mm -hmm. customers are still, uh, you know, interested in working with us. They, they understand that, you know, things that happened there were kind of like beyond our control. And so, you know, um, but nevertheless, we've been here, you know, since 2018, we never had yeah. any incident that would cost by us, right? So, you know, and what happened with Prime Trust was basically something that happened to our vendor. And uh, we are now effectively replacing. And, you know, along with that, as I mentioned, we're still trying to deal with a prime trust bankruptcy to return the uh, $2 million customer funds, right? So we're gonna, we're gonna see that, you know, to the end as well, to make sure that, you know, all of our customers are, are you know, made whole as much as possible. And uh, moving on forward with these uh, new partnerships, uh, you know, we're actually planning to surpass our previous capabilities at Prime Trust by the end of quarter one. So, you know, in terms of the amount of assets we're gonna support, in terms of the amount of uh, payment methods that we're gonna support, we're, we're gonna be doing a lot of things to, uh, you know, um, basically double our capabilities and hopefully, you know, surpass our performance back in uh, 2022 as well, in, in 2024. So really looking forward to that. And, you know, the, the bull market's coming back, we have, Good. Uh, yeah, the Bitcoin having the recent confluence of, you know, this revitalized crypto market and lower interest rates, expectation from the Fed and all of that. I think that's going to be really good tailwinds for our business as well. Uh, that's going to help drive a lot more users and volume back to uh, Stable Ram as well as, you know, increase the demand for stable coins and service. So really yeah. look, you know, we're really looking forward to, a, you know, a much better 2024. Um, that we are rebounding from much more strongly yeah. uh, 2023 obviously awesome man yeah a couple you know a couple of things i see from this and one you know some people listening may not understand um or even see the need like why are stable coins so important because they don't realize i mean i feel like stable coins are going to be a catalyst to getting a lot of different industries traditional typical tech industries non-tech industries into utilizing crypto payments because What's the biggest concern when, when you talk to most business about accepting crypto uh, for payments? It's the volatility, right? It's the up and down. It's all that. And stable coins solve that problem. So there's definitely a big need uh, for stable coins in the market. 
And then two, the other thing, man, like like so many, you're right, so many companies we've seen over the years come and go, and you guys have what recently weathered a storm uh, coming out of it, and and I'm sure every time you go through something like this, just like we've experienced, uh, not something similar, but you know our own challenges, is you learn from that, you grow from that, you um, you know you couldn't wholly prevent it that because it, you're relying on a on a business partner that that was regulated that they're saying hey you can use this company and then that company goes under but you you learn how to um, I want to say better prepare yourself and you know in case something like that were to happen again you've got um, plans and different scenarios drawn out that you may not have expected before so that's why I tell you when you see companies go through these hurdles and headwinds you usually if they come out on the other side of it still in business they're they're pretty much stronger than ever yeah actually we uh, we were very flexible you know we adapted and we overcome the uh, uh, these challenges very you know to, to the best of our capability um, we actually reduce our entire workforce by almost by pretty much uh, 60 percent since uh, last year by more than half and um, cutting down our monthly budget significantly by as much as uh, you know 70 more than 70 percent a month in total monthly budget cut uh, in order to extend our runway and you know get back to focusing on you know what it is that we do at you know at, at the core for, for our business that's providing value and benefit to customers and generating you know recurring revenue from that and you know we have to be more competitive right we have to be able to adapt with changing market environments and be able to offer you know things that customer that actually wants things that are symbiotic you know to to you know their needs and so um you know we have been focusing on innovations as well uh we uh basically you know in in relaunching our services we also set up a, a statutory trust in wyoming which is a uh you know private business private business statutory trust basically that's designed to hold the collateral of stable coins that we're going to issue going forward in the future so you know previously we were working with prime trust which is a regulated public trust company but now we're leveraging our own private uh, statutory business trust in order to custody to take custody of the collateral of our customer stable coins and doing this will allow us to legally separate the collateral assets from Stably's own operating funds, right? So if something were to gotcha. happen Stably, you know, these funds that, you know, we're holding in this trust entity in Wyoming, it's under trust law, right? It's legally yeah. separated from our own balance sheet. You know, we can't touch it. None of the weird things that happen at Prime Trust is supposed to happen here. And this time we control gotcha. it ourselves now, right? Instead of yeah. having to rely on somebody else like Prime Trust. And uh, you know, this setup is very lean and efficient. It doesn't require us to have a public trust company charter. So, you know, no extra regulatory burden for us there. And, um, you know, we also have another uh, register money service business or MSB uh, entity in Wyoming as well that uh, we also, uh, that we use to uh, issue and redeem stable coins uh, compliantly, stable coins that we develop compliantly uh, under FinCEN guidance, right? So. Nice. Everything we do are still 100% regulatory compliant. Uh, you know, we fully, you know, carry out KYC, AML, uh, sanctions, uh, transaction monitoring and all that stuff, uh, as well as, you know, working together with our funds processing partners to, you know, uh, to share in on some of these uh, compliance processes, right? So, uh, but, you know, now we control a lot of this ourselves, right? 
other than working with Bridge to be the funds processor, you know, we control, uh, you know, the uh, the trust management, collateral management process, which now allows, uh, you know, allows us to actually unlock a new source of revenue, which is interest income. You can earn interest income from the collateral reserve of the stablecoin. And previously, when we had the collateral held at Prime Trust, they weren't yeah. paying us any interest income. Well, now I know why they weren't paying us interest income on yeah. there, but you know they were keeping it, right? Yeah, exactly. Or maybe it wasn't even there to begin with. So <laughs> you know, so despite what happened, right? Now we actually have interest income from collateral assets for stablecoin that we develop uh, mm-hmm. and, and custody of the the collateral for ourselves. And you know, we're placing the collateral in very highly you know liquid, uh, high quality assets like bank deposits, uh, U.S. money market security funds. And in the future, we're looking to add more on-chain collaterals as well, like tokenized T-bills, uh, in order to provide more transparency uh, and you know uh, public trust in, in the collaterals that we're holding. Because if we're holding the collateral off-chain in a bank account or in you know money market security funds and things like that, all of that is off-chain and it requires periodic uh, attestation by a third party in order to verify, you know, that the amount of money we hold in collateral is one to one with the amount of tokens which we uh, that we have issued. So, taking you know part of this collateral and putting it on chain and you know tokenized uh, treasury bills, for example, uh, will allow people to verify publicly and twenty four seven on chain that hey, they have this much amount in collateral. Yeah. They have this much, you know, in uh, issue tokens, so everything match up. They don't have to wait gotcha. all the time for us to do a attestation with a third party for these off-chain uh, assets. Gotcha. So, so that's something, you know, uh, an upcoming improvement that we're planning to do as well. And um, yeah, that's uh, that's that's part of the uh, you know part of the many uh, upcoming initiatives that we're doing in order to uh, you know come back much stronger and uh, uh, better in 2024. Gotcha, man. Um, before we wrap up, I know we're getting close to wrapping up, but um, I'd like to touch back on Stably Ramp because that's something that I think uh, um, a lot of people need to understand uh, and utilize, right? Your everyday users, whether, you know, on-ramp, off-ramp into cryptocurrency, right? So you can tell um, what kind of assets can people um, on-ramp or off-ramp from uh, using Stably Ramp? Yeah, so uh, Stably Ramp, so for just a quick background on Stability Ramp. It is a fiat on and off ramp application that you know you can use to buy and sell or swap uh, stable coins and other digital assets using traditional payment methods like uh, bank transfers and, and credit debit card like Visa, Mastercard, right? Gotcha. Um, so we right now we only support stable coins, popular stable coins like USDC, USDT, USDP and stable coins that we have built for our own clients, such as uh, CUSD is a stable coin that we built in partnership with Coin98, and ZUSD, which is a stable coin that we built and uh, uh, that we launched in partnership with Horizon uh, on the Eon network. And so all these uh, assets that I just mentioned, you can easily buy or sell them or swap them with each other. and if you want to buy and sell them with traditional payment methods, then you know all users have to first of all uh, onboard, open an account with us, and get KYC verified. 
Once you have your account open, then you can select your preferred payment methods, uh, whether it's a bank wire, it's an ACH transfer, it's a credit or debit card, etc. Uh, we support all these uh, various payment methods. And then starting in next year, we're going to add more uh, payment methods, including Swift Wire, uh, which will allow us to ac access international, uh, non-U.S. markets. Uh, and we will also support uh, PayPal, uh, hopefully by Q2 of next year. Nice. And PayPal, you know, is uh, very globally accepted uh, as well. Uh -huh. So we, we hope to be able to tackle a, a wider range of audience once we have PayPal supported. Apple Pay, Google Pay. You know things like that uh, and you know obviously stable coins right people can send in stable coins like usdc and usdt to transact on our platform as well so uh starting in uh q1 and q2 of next year we're going to add more assets other than just stable coins so uh, right. we're completing our upcoming uh, liquidity uh engine upgrade uh, and you know now we're going to start sourcing liquidity from many different blockchains uh, and many different liquidity pools on central uh, decentralized exchanges all over the world, right? So uh, starting Q1 and Q2, we will have the ability to list uh, basically, you know, any popular uh, crypto assets that we want to list on Stably RAM and provide fiat on and off RAM to it, allowing people to mm -hmm. buy and sell it and swap it, right? Um, gotcha. And by the end of 2024, we're hoping to add more than, you know, a total of 300 uh, uh, digital assets on stable ramp ranging from stable coins to altcoins, Bitcoin, Ethereum, meme coins, you know, game coins, all, all kind of coins, right? Everything. There you go. There you go. Yeah. And we'd even talked about, uh, looking into getting Fio on there as well too. So definitely, uh, definitely looking forward to that. So Corey, in terms of, uh, you know, as we wrap up, I definitely want people to find out more about Stably, follow you guys. So uh, I'll obviously I'll have the description in the in the comments as well. But can you tell everybody where they can follow Stably and find out more about what you guys are doing? Yeah, definitely. You can follow us on Twitter at Stably underscore official. And uh, you can also, you know, uh, check out our blog uh, on Stable uh, or our website, first of all, Stably.io. Uh, and our blog, stably.io slash blog. We have a lot of you know content, research pieces about uh, DeFi and stable coins and the crypto market in general that we uh, publish every you know week or other week. So uh, you can follow you know uh, us on there. And um, also we have partnered recently with Coin98, which is a uh, major all-in-one DeFi platform and uh, wallet. Not not just a wallet. They have decentralized exchanges. Uh, they have a whole ecosystem they have a news network uh, all that and more than 8 million users worldwide right so wow. uh, we launched a new stablecoin with them recently called uh, CUSD it is a regulatory compliant uh, US dollar backed stablecoin as well that you know similar to what we uh, usually provide for our other clients but with CUSD we have a very strategic partnership with them in order to expand it to more emerging ecosystem and you know uh, enhancing the interoperability of uh, both our brand and their brand along with you know these uh, partner brands so um, yeah to learn more about this project you can check out uh, CUSD.xyz and uh, you can follow uh, CUSD at XYZ on Twitter as well nice awesome let me save that as well cool Corey. yeah it's been great catching up uh most people don't realize you and i had actually recorded a podcast episode right uh, right around june right right around the time when everything happened we talked about yeah. with prime trust and we had to put that on hold and and now it's great to do a follow-up and catch back up 
uh, see what's going on at Stably. Yeah, man, I'm uh, I'm grateful and I'm, I feel blessed to be uh, to still be here and you know still uh, focus on our mission to on ramp the next uh, billion users to Web three. So yeah, thank you for uh, inviting me here and uh, you know really looking forward to uh, a better, uh, much more exciting 2024 uh, to come. Absolutely, man. So Corey, thanks for joining us today and uh, thanks to everybody else for listening and we will catch you on the next episode. Take care, everybody. Awesome. Goodbye.